Hey, hey, hey. What's happening, Raj? Uh-uh. Hey, guys, this is John. Uh, we had some problems with the sound on this episode um, for some reason. I don't know if it was because we had a guest uh, and the three-way Skype was doing it, but uh, there were all kinds of weird pinging and echoey sounds on this. and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, shit's all raggedy. But uh, we tried to fix it, and we couldn't, so... Hopefully, uh, you can still enjoy it, and just pretend there's like little rabbits whining in the background, or uh, the ghosts of old sea captains, or pretend when uh, it's in the uh, 70s when the CB craze was all the rave, and we're all talking on CBs. I don't know. I can't tell you how to use your own imaginations, but it's fun to pretend, so try to do it, and try to enjoy this episode hopefully we'll get this issue fixed for next week's when we uh, have another guest star so anyway uh enjoy it and please make sure to uh email us with questions comments if you'd like to be on the show at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com thanks while the distance in existence Join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. With have a pass and matches. Here's how we practice. The lost art of conversation. David hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And this week, Pat, we are doing... Covers with a special guest. And her name is Mia Blankenstein. Mia? Hello. Oh, Blankensop, sorry. That's okay. Yeah, uh, we work together. Well, we're not going to say where we work, but we're uh, co-workers. Correct. And she's your boss? Um, in the dominatrix sense, not in the sense that she can tell me what to do at work. That way oh, I try. Okay. She does, I mean, so obviously she does have influence over me at work, as does everybody at work. Um, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My life's sad, Mia. You're just now coming around to realizing that. That's good. Um, so for this episode, uh, apparently we're going to be hearing some pinging and squeaking and uh, old McDonald sounds. But you know what? That's... Mia, Mia lives in a prison, and the only connection she get she could get is a collect call, and that's why it sounds like that. But at least it's only a quarter of a minute now because of the Supreme Court. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Supreme Court. Oh, it was yeah. FCC. I'm sorry. Never mind, that whole story's wrong. This is the highlight of my week. What'd you say? I said this is the highlight of my week from prison. Oh. So Mia, well, I'll talk about Mia a little. Uh, Mia is uh, kind of a bitch. No, she's not a bitch. She's very nice. Um, I don't, not... I don't want to say naive. What would you say, Mia? Innocent? I don't know. I'm not crazy. I'm very gullible. Go, I'm yeah, very, very I guess I was going to say maybe a little credulous. I, I'm credulous gonna... is a good word for it. I also, um, I'm quick to forgive and forget. So I just think that even if you lied to me before, that this new fanciful story you're telling me might possibly be true. So I still have to check. So can I tell them what I, what I told you that once that you believed me for like a second? Yes. <laughs> I told Mia, um, this just to illustrate, because Mia is a very smart person. Uh, I told Mia once that George Washington Carver invented rice. And she was like, really? 
but but you know that's I don't that's a problem with like if if you talk like you know what you're talking about, uh, people will listen to you and actually believe you know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> that's how Fox News works. The best part was when you said that, John, it just came out of nowhere. And you said it so authoritatively. I was like, I can't believe I didn't know this. Wait yeah. a minute. No, I know. Uh, well, that's what and I'm did, saying. Did you say it in February? Oh, during Black History Month? I don't. Uh, probably. I mean, I do try to be thematic when I come out with my non sequiturs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, but that's that's the problem uh, with with listening to people just because they sound like they know what they're talking about. I was reading something where there was a study of like doctors who are specialists, not just like general practitioners, but like specialists, oncologists or whatever uh, in their fields are give the wrong diagnoses 47% of the time. That is half. What? That's totally not true. I just made it up and you believe me because I sound like I knew what I was talking about. Exactly oh, yeah. illustrating my point. <laughs> So was, was, that, was that a lie? Was that yeah, a lie? Yeah, it was a total lie. I, don't, I have no fucking idea what the percentage would be, but exactly my point, and and this is just my my uh, anti-conservative rant for this week. That's exactly as I said how Fox News works. People on TV will say whatever stupid shit comes to their mind to discount the other side, and whether or not it's factual, pe- this is why people believe Fox News, and this is why people post dumb shit on your Facebook page that is obviously mistruth so they could check by going to Snopes in like two seconds, but but people don't care. So, that, that was my moral lesson for this, this well, episode. Does it, does it help that Snopes has been bought out by Fox? Oh, that's good. I almost fell for you, Pat. Almost, but... <laughs> Damn it. <I'm... laughs> I can't believe I was skewered again. So handily. It's it's what I do. Me, it's that's that's really that's really our relationship in a nutshell, isn't it? I think the forty-seven yeah. percent really added authenticity. I think that's what pushed it over the edge. Yeah, because it's a big number to be scary, but it's not so crazy as to be like eighty percent. Well, that just seems outrageous. <laughs> it was a good number. Exactly. I'll give you that. Point. But anyway, Mia is a very smart person and a very nice person, and she does improv. So, Mia, we thought it would be a good idea if just really quickly you could uh, – I don't know, you were talking to me about some, like, little improv uh, thing that you that you do to, like, teach people, because she teaches improv as well. Um, you wanna, do you want to do, like, a little exercise real quick before we get started? Well, yeah, sure. Um, so, a lot of – improv stuff that you do, especially for warm-ups and whatnot, tend to be pretty touchy-feely theater games, like a lot of breathe in together three times with your eyes closed and touch each other softly on the back and say, I've got your back. So we'll skip all that. Please. And What? Please. Oh, okay. Well, I just assumed you already did it. And then um, this... This game is called Hey Fred Schneider, and it's a call and response game. Do you guys want to play it? Yes. Okay. So the you have to sing back as Fred Schneider, and you sing whatever you want. And so it goes, Hey Fred Schneider, what are you doing? And then each person will say something, and in a Fred Schneider voice. So, for example, if 
and it's all at once. So if everybody goes, hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? And then I'd say, I went to the zoo and I fed a penguin. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? And you just go on like that. And then I go, I feel like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. <laughs> you broke I, it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure on the Fred Schneider voice. Oh. oh, do your worst one. If, if okay. it's that, the worst, the, the better, honestly. I don't think I do a good one. Pat, Pat, you know who Fred Schneider is, right? He was the, the, the handyman B-52s? on One Day at a Time. Oh. Yeah. I've got me a car it's as big as a whale. <laughs> all right. So, all right. We'll do. Well, I just thought I did a really good so we one. We all but... say it at the same time, whatever we're doing, or is it just go? Oh, like yeah. one... <laughs> that would be chaos. Um, let's have it be, uh, me first, uh, then John and then Pat, and then we end with a rouse, but we all say together, Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? Then me, then we say, Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? And then John and then Pat, this is riveting radio. I'm so excited. (laughs) No, it's great. It's better than what we usually do. A hundred times better. Yes. A hundred times better than every other episode. I was going to make you guys rap, but then I felt bad. That sounds kind of racist, but whatever. All right. Hey, Fred Schneider. Schneider, what are you doing? I went to the Kindle and opened the Skype app. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? Bye, Manon. Hey, Fred Schneider, what are you doing? I'm listening to Robots in Prison talk to me. Oh, hey, Schneider. Schneider, what are Art you doing? Where? Oh, your first improv game. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, I think it proves that Pat and I really don't need improv training. <laughs> so the point is just uh, to add jingles. That's what I, that, that's how I read it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean bad jingles? I, I made those songs up. I said add jingles. I never oh, said bad. I wasn't judging. Oh. Well, speaking of uh, bad songs, let's get into uh, the. No. <laughs> let's get into. The, I'm sorry, uh, mine's first, and I know you're so, gonna say it's bad, and it's not. <laughs> you first of all, you don't know me. Don't presume, but yes, I think this is gonna get contentious, and I look forward to it. So. Oh, I didn't know there was gonna be any. I didn't prepare myself for a fight. Uh, you know how to prepare for a fight, Pat. Just close they your eyes and get into a little ball. Yeah, or, you know, they send one of yours to the hospital, you send one of theirs to the morgue. Okay. Anyway. Or since I can't reach you every time I disagree, I'm just going to punch myself in the face. How about that? <laughs> then we all win. We all lose. Uh, if you're a glass half empty kind of person. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, I, I did that Untouchables quote because, before we go into it, Mia, I know you haven't, but Pat, have you seen the commercials for this new show, Dad's? Uh, oh, I feel bored. It looks dreadful. It looks terrible. But they do. They quote the the untou- that Untouchables line, and then they is, they're all is, satisfied is this, with themselves. I, I think that I I haven't seen that specific ad, but I think I've heard of the show. There's it's a terrible cast, right? It, well, it's like Seth Green, and uh, I don't even remember who the hell else. Oh, Seth Green's kind of fun, but that's too I bad. think I can make Buffy. No, I I mean. I think he's okay, but the show just looks horrible. Anyway, that was my Untouchables thing. I'm really hearing a lot of squawking. I hope this uh, recording is not all fucked up. But Yeah, the squawking, oh, it seems only to happen when you talk, John. I've noticed. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. Um, oh. 
I, there's nothing going weird with my equipment. I'm just going to try not to move or breathe. No, it's, it's yeah, it's not stopping. Um, well, Should we try again? Uh, yeah, Did let's, you, you, you yeah. guys want to try again? Okay, yeah, we'll try again. Hold on, everybody. All right, so I don't think we fixed it, but anyway. Uh, Suffer. Yeah, uh, you can all go fuck yourselves because we're giving this to you for free out of the goodness of our hearts. So anyway, um, our, our theme was cover songs. We each picked three, uh, three songs, uh, originals and covers to discuss. And the first one is from Mia because she's a guest. Aww. And it is, we can work it out. Uh, the Beatles obviously did the original and, uh, she picked the Stevie wonder version, uh, for the cover. So Mia, Mia, Talk to us a little bit about why you picked this horrible, horrible Stevie Wonder cover. I love this cover. It's actually what kind of in actually no the one of my other songs we were talking about prompted this discussion and us wanting to cover this topic. But I just love how Stevie Wonder it is, and I I love how it's boisterous, and I love the the harmonica breakdown. I think it's great. See, I don't think the song should be boisterous. Uh, I think Stevie Wonder, well, Stevie Wonder and Lennon McCartney, some of the very few actual musical geniuses of the 20th century. And I think this was a huge misstep for Stevie because uh, the beat doesn't change, number one. Um, there's no shift in tone. It's like he's playing the whole thing uh, as almost an upbeat song, which, so there's none of the uh, pathos. I think of the uh, of the original, and really the beat not changing uh, fucks me up. But I should ask: Did you hear this version before you heard the Beatles version? Do you know? You know what? I don't remember. Okay, so that might not. I do have a fondness for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. You know, I'm a big, huge Stevie Wonder fan, but this this yeah. song, this song annoys me. The hey's and everything just get to me. Uh, Pat, you got. I new loved work? it. I've never heard this cover before, but I thought it was—I thought it was great. I thought it was—I mean, it was Stevie Wonder making it his own. I didn't—I guess I didn't care about the beat, but I just, I just thought it was very good. And did you prefer it to the Beatles? No, I like the Beatles version better, but I—I I did like the Stevie Wonder version a lot. Oh, face Mia! <laughs> That's Every the... day of the week. Uh, no, no, it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. This I don't know what it is about this song. I just really feel like he didn't do the song uh, justice. I guess uh, was was my you know I like the I like the part with the you know the bridge I guess or whatever it is with the mellotron could be the chorus. I don't even know um, in this song uh, with the life is very short and there's no t I like how the you know the beat goes to like halftime and everything and and uh, the yeah I love that. But but they, but Stevie doesn't do it that way. So it it uh, I don't know. I just I had heard the uh, I'd heard the Beatles versions so many million times. I guess before I heard the Stevie Wonder version that maybe that's why I don't care for it. So well, I much. think I think that's what helped with for me is like I've heard the Beatles version for a million years and it's just it's just kind of there. But the Stevie Wonder Stevie Wonder version is there in such a different fun way. So it's like a new a new twist on it that in a good way. Okay, yeah, I, I just didn't see the song as a, as a fun song particularly, which is kind of what I liked about it originally. Uh, Plus, you're oh, yeah, not really supposed to say bad things about blind people. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. So I, I love the song, I guess, is what I meant to say. Oh, excellent. Glad you came around. So let's uh, let's listen to a little bit of uh, both versions, I guess. I, actually, before, before we go to the song, uh, I should say I might cut out some versions uh, for time. And in general, I'll cut out the ones I think people will be more familiar with. So depending on how long this episode goes, I might cut out the Beatles version. But uh, if I don't... Here is the Beatles and Stevie Wonder. Oh, and Mia. So when I do this, we just shut up for a few seconds and then we'll talk in. So here is uh, We Can Work It Out. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go on? While you see it your way. Run the risk of knowing that our love may soon be gone. We can work it out. We can work it out. Think of what you're saying. You can get it wrong and still you think that it's We can work it out and get it straight I'll say goodnight We can work it out We can work it out Life is very short And there's no time For fussing and fighting, my friend So, uh, so good. It's so good. Come on, John. It's all right. <laughs> I think he does get to the pathos of it with the whole breakdown when he's doing a Stevie Wonder whale. No? I'm sorry. We're done with your song, Mia. We are now on. <laughs> we have now moved on to. No, I don't. I, you know, I just don't feel it <laughs> for whatever reason. I, it doesn't work for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so now we are doing Mad World. Uh, originally, this is Pat's pick. Originally done by Tears for Fears, and then uh, Gary Jules was the cover. So Pat, we didn't really actually talk about uh, what version you preferred or anything, but you can tell us what you liked, which one you liked better, and why, and blah blah. blah. I think most of I don't know about all, but most of the covers I picked were songs I heard the the new one first, and I was surprised to hear that there was an original. And this is example that uh, this version of Mad World was in the Donnie Darko soundtrack, and I really like it because it's so dark and slow, and it just kind of, I don't know, touches me, I guess. And it's so it's a really good song, and I so I heard that for a long time, and I was like, can someone you, told me that there's can a. Can you tears show from... us on the doll where it touches you, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this doll doesn't have all the parts. Oh. 
because I was tearing it apart. But the the then uh, after I heard the Tears for Fears version, and I'm not, I I don't know if it's because I heard the the Gary Jules version first, or I just like it better. But I like the 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 remake better than the original. Oh, you about to get stomped on? Really? What you say, Mia? I said, yeah. Oh, wow. No, I well, I love the original. I yep. mean, maybe that's part of the problem. And I love the break, and it's just such a product of its time. It's just so good. And I guess I just didn't really understand the cover, why it was there. I was, I, it didn't add enough to me. I thought if it was more distorted throughout and kind of built on that, I could kind of see where it was going. But there was no build. I don't know. For me, I, I was just like, oh. There's so much you can do with this song. Damn, Pat, you feel past castigated right now? I do. I've been punching myself for the past ten minutes because I knew it was coming. Yeah, I oh, have no. to. I have to say, I prefer the original too, and I was aware of that. I, um, I didn't really. I'm kind of with Mia in that I don't, I don't see the point of the cover because I don't know that it adds anything. And uh, singing like Neil Young is definitely not going to give you points in my book. Um, that well, for me. But that kind of quavery voice where... Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, 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 I might agree with I you guys if I'd heard the original first. But since I heard the, the cover first, I was to me, it was just like, it's a good song. And then the, the original, this is neat too. So I, I guess I didn't think of it's, why they need to do that. It's just the melody that, that got you, which is, it's very, it's almost like a, a nursery rhyme melody in a way. Uh, to the thanks for calling me a child the first i mean it's it's very simple and it it sticks with you from the first time you hear it kind of like a a kid song does you know like a good kid song and then in the 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 new song it's all about just that piano and that's kind of it's striking yeah well we have disagreement there so uh let's let's listen to both and we'll let the uh listeners uh make up their own mind on Mad World, and I assume they will side with Mia and me. Here's Mad World. Tears are filling up their glasses 
expression, no expression. Hide my head, I want to. All right, so uh, here's one where I'm sure Pat is going to jump on my shit. Uh, my pick was Eight Miles High, uh, original by the Birds, 1966, and then uh, Husker Du, who we just did last week um, from '84. This was done at the same time as Zen Arcade, the album we we reviewed last week, Pat. So uh, I picked it. Well, I mean, I like the original too. It's kind of a psychedelic folk rock. Um, I like the cover because it's it's such a reimagining but i don't think like like a it's not like a piss take version it's a very heartfelt version that just takes it in a totally different direction um the the original the voices are very pretty almost too pretty uh which was always my problem with the birds like i really like the guitar sound and stuff but sometimes the voices are a little too sweet um and they're definitely not on the who's do version sweet at all and i know they contain exactly what you said you hated pat which was a lot of screaming so uh what did you think of it pat i prefer the birds one i did listen what to a the, shock husker do one a few extra times and sorry what the what out of it the what one husker do <laughs> that's what i thought you said a few times to to see what you got out of it and i i guess eventually i could hear the emotion, but in, on first listen, I was just hearing screaming. So I think I kind of could hear it, but I still like the birds version better. All right, that's not a shock to me in the least. Uh, Mia, I did listen to it a few times. I I have it's it's um, first of all, I have to say that when I first got your email, when we first became friends, I thought it was husky dude. And I was like, I don't understand why, what is, a, what is a huskier dude? And then, uh, you introduced me to Husker Du. Um, way to, so, way to give out my personal email address on the, on the show too, Mia, by the way. Thanks. Well, I didn't, I didn't include the numbers. Should I? No, no. <laughs> in the email? Should we, should we? Yeah. Let's, me to- yeah. Why don't you give them my phone number too? Oh, it's, it's, um. Five one zero. And my and my gynecologist's office hours. I mean, oh. when I go for my visits, I mean. You revealed that one yourself. Okay. I didn't. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, for eight miles high, I uh, I knew the birds version, and it was never a song I was particularly attached to. I was like, oh, it's another one of a bird, you know. There, there it is. But um. I did after I think the second listen. I did kind of get. To appreciating the Husker, uh, the Husker Du version of it and their interpretation of it, and it, um, it, it wasn't pretty, but I was kind of surprised that I ended up respecting it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no. But I was like, yes. Oh, okay. Maybe not my thing, but I, I, I kind of like what you were going for. It was weird. I'm usually not into that kind of stuff. No. Yeah. You. Yeah. You're uh, less so than Pat, I think. But yeah, you're not that's not your thing so uh, all right well let's uh let's listen to both of them uh here is eight miles high
was mia mia why don't you just tell us what it was take me to the river all right that's enough um (laughs) i chose this one because it was kind of like with mad world i had always known the talking heads version yep i heard that one i heard that one first too and i and i i had no idea that it was uh that it was based on an al green song and so when I was looking up songs to try um, to to list for us, I looked up songs you didn't know were covers, and this was like the first one that came up. And I was just so taken. It was I, I just found Al Green's version so breathtaking, but I also love what Talking Head did with it as well. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, I like both of these for yeah. different reasons and equally and that never happens so i was um yeah i just really love how talking heads kind of honored al green's song but they they also made it a talking head song as well they they put their own stamp and mark on it and so i just i just love what they did with it and then i was just like i listened to the al green version like 80 times this week it's just so good yeah, I agree. Uh, I'd say these are both equally good versions of this uh, this song. Uh, I think we all heard the Talking Heads version first, um, but but uh, it's not. It doesn't make you sad the way some covers do when you hear them, and you're like, just uh, why did you do that? They uh, it was it was just enough. Uh, it sounded enough like the Talking Heads that uh, it wasn't just a pointless cover but it also uh sounded enough i mean it kept the melody from the al green song and maybe slowed it down even a bit um that that it wasn't you know it it was it honored the song like you said i don't i don't even know what else to say they're they're both equally matched in my mind pat i i guess we should be arguing but yeah i agree the talking, <laughs> they're, they're both really good and the talking heads because i of course i heard this one first but i would never never have guessed it was a cover and when you find out it's a cover, you hear that they did respect it and they made their own song. So, yeah, it's great. So 
I think pr- the probably the only one on this uh, episode we all agree both both songs worth listening to. Uh, so here is "Take Me to the River." the next pick uh do you have the list in front of you pat you want me to i have it yeah okay maybe yeah. one more time so i i got a mix cd one time and i had the travis version of baby one more time and i really liked it i listened to it all the time and i was in the car with some uh, my friend jennifer and i said listen to this mix cd it's really good and she's like oh this is a good song this is a good song and we got the baby one more time and in the middle of the song she's like uh isn't this a britney spears song and i was like is it so i didn't know so I heard the Travis version years and years before the Britney Spears version. And I that like the Travis amazing. version better. That is amazing. Really? Yeah, I don't even yeah. know how that's possible, dude. That is <laughs> remarkable. Wow. There is this, there's like a, 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 a long period where I didn't listen to any pop, like any new pop music because I didn't have a TV and I didn't really listen to the radio. So a lot of stuff just went and I never heard it. Was that when you were living that. on the moons of Jupiter? Because I don't know how the hell you miss Britney Spears. Sorry. You, did you not walk into any stores or anything ever? I always walked in backwards. Oh, so you heard the song going backwards. Yeah, so it doesn't really sound the same. Oh, right. Yeah, it's just all... Uh, wow, that's bizarre to me. Uh, this wow. one. Well, Mia and I are both uh, Britney, span, Britney fans. Fans. John, and spans we we span the world in our love of britney email my sense. heart any day britney email my heart oh god uh you know you can email a mine britney no no don't do that to her she's and, been through a lot and uh so 
to me the uh the travis cover is just eh i don't know it didn't see that's the thing it confused me <laughs> what'd you say the cover confused me i was like are they is this a joke song <laughs> I, I i didn't understand it's like <laughs> But I, it was, I don't know why it confused me so much. <laughs> I think Pat liked it because it is a catchy song. I it mean, is a catchy song. I, they, I like the Britney version, too. Catchy. Yeah, they do do the melody. But to me, it's just like, well, Mio, you and I have talked about, like, it's like when the, the white folky guys do, like, covers of rap songs or hip-hop songs. Uh, I don't know. It's, 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 yeah, it's kind of annoying to me a little bit, the Travis version. Uh, sorry, Pat. Oh, I'm sorry to annoy you. <laughs> not really. Not really. Not. <laughs> oh, I know you're not. That's what you live for. I just, I would love to go back in time and have that experience, Pat, because I just can't, I just can't, it, I, I just can't put myself in how that would sound, like the ver- it's just blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah, I know. I can't really fathom it either because I assume that you had heard the Britney Spears song first no, and then, and then, and then it's kind of an ex- a really embarrassing song. I mean, story because when she told me that, I was mortified that I didn't know because it seemed like it, I should have known it. Well, I'm listening and enjoying the song, I didn't know it was a Britney Spears song. So, it oh it, well, it makes sense then that that you would uh, like the Travis version. Like I said, uh, you know, from a from a pop songwriting and melody standpoint, it you know that that's what Britney does. You know, it's a it's she's got a big machine behind her for that. And I swear yeah. the ver- the version of the Travis song I had didn't have laughter. Well, the only oh no, that's probably part of the reason why I didn't like the version. So they might, yeah. That was all I could find. Because uh, uh, truth be told, this is the one song on this podcast I didn't already own or pay for for this podcast. I just torrented that shit because uh, you know I wasn't gonna. Well, I, number one, there was no legal way to buy this song. Uh, so I found it uh, as a single B-side, which I guess was a live version, um, which explains the laughter. But, uh, yeah, I, eh. I, I like, I'm Team Britney on this one. Team so, Britney? <laughs> so here is, uh, well, and here's one. If we only have to play one, I'll do the Travis, because everybody, ex- unless you're Pat and walk into stores backwards, everybody knows the Britney version. But here is uh, Baby One More Time. Nothing that I 
Next up, my pick, uh, September Girls, Big Star. Uh, did either of you guys see the movie, the Big Star movie documentary? No, no. not yet. Okay, it's really good. I recommend it. Uh, but anyway. Is it in theaters or on DVD? Uh, it's in theaters, and it's It's available, I know, from uh, to rent from iTunes uh, and maybe on video on demand in some places. Um, but it's like selected, select theaters. You know, it's doing like the the circuit um more than a wide release so but it's definitely worth seeing but um september girls uh big star 1974 and uh then the cover was uh the bangles from 86 uh and i vastly prefer the big star original um i don't know i, I don't know i don't know what it is about this song i don't even know what the fucking song's about dude the, the lyrics don't really Pretty abstract. it's very abstract and it's it's very uh like it's got a really strong melody that that hooks into you after you listen to it about four or five times i guess um but it's also very ragged in a way and sounds like it's always on the edge of like teetering off a cliff or something the whole song like the whole thing could fall apart which uh is another thing i really like about it and then the uh the bangles version uh just sounds like cover version like they liked the song so they played it but they didn't add i mean there was none of the heart or soul of the original song in their cover it was just it was just the chords um so but what do you guys think yeah i don't i don't see why the bangles did the cover because there's not yeah i agree that's not but the the original version is awesome everyone should listen to it a hundred times oh wow i'm down with that (laughs) <laughs> I my notes say for September Girls the Bangles ugh boring yes. boringest song that was ever boring empty this is an empty place not over yet at two minutes in and then I go oh there are some oohs blah 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 so I hated the cover hated it <laughs> and the big star version I know you're not really a big yeah, star fan it was so good it was um, I, I agree with you. It's kind of an edgy song. It, it feels like it's always on the edge of like I don't know, like slapping you or something. It's 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 good though. It's really good. Yeah, something. It's like everything. Oh, I wrote that, a perfect song. I wrote it's a perfect song. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, yeah. I think it is. I I something about it is very. Uh, I don't know, melancholy to me as well. Even though it's like definitely a a pop song. I don't know. I get a melancholy sense from it, like I do most of their music, but. Yeah. Well, wait, didn't Carrie, Katy Perry, didn't she also kind of steal pillage from Big Star with her California girls? That's what she said. Oh, did is that what she said? I think she said in an interview or maybe one of her producers or someone on her team said that California girls, which is spelled G-U-R-L-S, just like September girls, is um, was inspired by September girls, which I just think is the craziest thing that was ever crazy. Yeah, that's bizarre. Uh, I should also uh, 
tell you, Mia, uh, just because there are, are other people listening, maybe you should cut back on the uh, Brittany and Katy Perry uh, anecdotes for a while. Oh, just, but have you heard the Justin Bieber song, Boyfriend? He talks about fondue. All right. So here is... <laughs> uh, here is... Probably only going to play the big star version. Take the lady out to fondue, guys. Did you not hear me, John? Of September Girls. <laughs> Here you go, September Girls. Fondue. Bieber pro fondue or anti fondue? He is so pro. He wants to give his lady so much fondue. <laughs> well, now I like something about Justin Bieber. I think everyone should like fondue. Yeah, what? but you don't know what fondue's code for in his twisted mind. No, oh, gross, ruined fondue is, is code ruined. For, is it code for melted chocolate? That was my assumption. Or cheese. Yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, okay. Um. Next. Next up is uh, Mia's pick, and Mia and I have uh, have already <laughs> discussed this, Pat. Uh, and you know what, Pat? I don't even want to blindside you with it. We both like the original better. Uh, just just so you can uh, not not feel like we're taking uh, shots at you if you like the other one. Uh, just so you know up front. But uh, her pick was um, "Sleepwalk" by Santo and Johnny. Yeah, uh, was the original from 1959, and uh, the Modest Mouse covers Sleepwalking. Um, so go, Mia. I love Sleepwalk, the original, so much. I think it's I think it's a gorgeous song. I think it's got its equal parts heartbroken and beautiful and really original, and that guitar. Ah, uh, I think it's so good. And I think I was talking to you about it, um, and I was talking when we were talking about how like it's a great song and it's a romantic song, um, and has all these complicated layers. And then you were like, "Yeah, I just don't understand, you know, <laughs> you know how people only know the Modest Mouse cover." And I was like, "Wait, what? What are you talking about?" And you told me that Modest Mouse had done a cover, and that some of your friends only knew the cover. I was like, "I don't understand. Is it just going to be a song where they're singing over the guitar?" Going sleepwalk, sleepwalk, 
And you were like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's what I always joked in my old band because one of my bandmates yeah, I, I was in a band and we wanted to do Sleepwalk and the bass player always wanted to add lyrics to it. And me and the guitar player would just mock him endlessly and just go, Sleepwalk. And, but anyway, and yeah. So I looked it up. I was like, well, maybe it's maybe I'm not. You know what? Maybe I'm being really mean. Maybe it's a really good cover. And I looked it up. And it's seriously that dude from Modest Mouse going sleepwalking. And I was just laughing, but bitterly, because I think he fucking ruined that song. He 100% ruined it. Now, musically, it's still, I, I, well, musically, even, even, it's not as good as, as the original, um, just the way Modest Mouse plays it. Even though it's the same chords, I mean, it, it's a nice, pleasant melody. Uh, right. But you know the 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 original by Santo and Johnny is like, it's like from another planet. It's like from a tropical island from outer space. Yes. And somebody in their bedroom playing it uh, to the moon. That's what it sounds like to me. And Modest Mouse is just kind of a joke. Bunch of dumb idiots. Yeah. Uh, so there, Pat. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we. That have... Modest Mouse song is the my favorite song of all time. No. <laughs> no, I've never heard it before. I can't believe anyone would would hear the cover before the the that Santo and Johnny thing. That's crazy. Is that real? Yeah. Can't oh, really? it's. I mean, it's people. Me and I both know. Yeah, who have who have yeah. said this. So. No offense to them, but they're stupid. Um, I didn't. I've heard that sleepwalk a million times. I don't think I ever realized there's no lyrics. I always thought, oh, I heard the part that's just music. I where's? I guess I never heard the words. So it was that was interesting to figure out. And the Modest Mouse, I don't think I hate it as much as you guys, but it just was kind of like a Modest Mouse song with that sleepwalk thrown in. So it wasn't anything special. Oh, it know. most definitely wasn't. What'd you say, Mia? It filled me full of rage. Wow. Like, my notes have holes in them because I was stabbing at it too hard. I, I don't know why it makes me so angry, but I think it's because... It's unnecessary. It's, That's why it makes you angry. Oh, unnecessary. I am gonna walk down the aisle to the Modest Mouse song though, just just you know to keep to keep things mixed up, you know. Well, yeah. Anytime you walk down any aisle, you should be angry. Right. Supermarket aisle. The Isle of White. All right. Well, I I think we're all in basic agreement. Uh, let's listen. The Isle of White. <laughs> let's listen to. Uh, Let's listen to Santa and Johnny. Fuck Modest Mouse. Here's a sleepwalk. Fuck Modest Mouse. Sleepwalk. <laughs>
All right. Uh, next up is Pat's pick. Pat? Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. And I don't especially like this cover. And it, if there's no interesting story of me not knowing, but it was a, a pleasant time. Was I really liked Cake when this CD came out. And I, I guess I'd heard the Dar's Day song, but it wasn't like, was not on the top of my head. And when I heard the Cake version, I was like, oh, this is fun. And the CD that this was on was a huge disappointment because I think there's not huge because I wasn't that big into them, but it was kind of a weird CD to get because there's like 10 songs or 12 songs and there's three covers on it. There's this, there's uh, I will survive. And there's a Willie Nelson song that I forget, but that's why I picked it. Cause it was a happy memory from college. And uh, uh, it's still fun. It's it's, I don't think it's a bad cover. It's just basically the same song with someone else singing. So it's fun, but it didn't do anything special. No, I, I agree. Um, I was never a fan of Cake. I know a lot of people who were. Um, they seemed a little a little too collegiate smartass for me and not enough heart in them. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, I, was, I was never uh, that big into them. But, uh, yeah, the song, is, the song is fun, and it is a good – it's a good uh, likeness of the original without being too much of, like – dicky about the way they did it you know what i mean they're not trying i don't necessarily think they're trying to be sarcastic with it though they could be i don't know i don't think so no i think they're they're just having they're just singing the song i don't think they're making fun of it in any way it's just a song they like that's because i I, like i was saying earlier kind of sarcastic songs tend to uh sarcastic covers tend to turn me off but uh yeah it's it's not bad the the original's not bad there's not really a lot of difference like you said except for the vocals uh Mia? I, yeah, it's, I, I do like the, the cake version. I, I kind of think of cake and I don't know why, maybe just because of that one CD with the three covers. I kind of think of them as a cover band, oddly. And oh, maybe that's, that's I mean, it, it makes sense since I think this and I will survive are like the biggest popular. hits. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or that going the distance, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's, it's um, it kind of, it, I don't know. Whenever he sings, it reminds me of Rex Harrison. You know that kind of talk singing where it's like, <laughs> I am talking and this is a song now. La, la, la. You know, it's it's <laughs> not. <laughs> he, he he's not like crazy melodies with his voice, but and this is one of the few uh, few times that I I kind of enjoy the gender switch when a man does um a song traditionally sung by a woman. I. I think it's it's I think it's kind of fun. Plus, it's really good karaoke. Oh yeah, good karaoke song. <laughs> They're really good for karaoke. Um. All right. Well. Yeah, that was that was a relatively painless one all around. So here is uh, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. You won't admit you love me, and so how am I? Ever? Times I ask you, and then I ask you over again. You only answer, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. If you can't make your mind up, we'll never get
if you and really next hey we're actually we're actually kind of blowing through these man um next up uh was my pick which was uh satisfaction or i can't get no satisfaction uh rolling stones obviously the first version and devo uh was the cover version i chose and uh i don't know i mean they're both kind of iconic in their own way i think i think if i was gonna if you asked me uh to put one version on that i just want to listen to i'd pick the devo version but it's not that i hate the rolling stones version it's just uh, you know everybody's heard it five billion times at this point um Still a good song. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm just going to... I like the Devo version. That's that's my whole... All I have to say on this. Yeah, I, I don't have anything bad to say about the Rolling Stone version, but it's just... Yeah, I heard it a million times, and it kind of feels like the 60s with, with some of the musical things they do, and the Devo version's fun, more fun. So I like the Devo version. Yeah, they take it yeah. in a, a new direction, for sure. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the Talking Heads. Is they honor the original, not that the talk, you know, not that the Rolling Stones need a lot of honoring or respect. I mean, they have millions and billions of dollars, but um, but they honor the original song, but they also totally put their own spin on it, and I I I really liked it. It's, it's it was very dancey, and it was kind of less ominous, which I appreciated because the Rolling Stones, God bless their hearts are really kind of creepy and misogynistic sometimes. I'm like, can't always sing along in good conscience, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> or without being like, oh, mm, I don't really want them to do that to that lady, you know? But <laughs> with the Devo version, it's, it's really it's really fun. The Devo like version, that. you do want them to do it to that lady. Hello? <laughs> yeah, no, the, I, I think the Devo version... Uh, they walking. The the Devo ver I think they both uh they both express uh in the song not being a not being able to get satisfaction. Uh both both songs express it in their own way. I think the Devo version, because it's very jumpy and stuff too, kind of gets at the feeling, even though it sounds completely different. Uh, uh all right, that's enough. Uh, here it is. Uh, I can't get no satisfaction. Devo. up was Mia's pick I picked Hurt um, the Johnny Cash cover as well as uh, uh, of the Nine Inch Nails version I actually heard the Johnny Cash version first um, and I knew that it was a, a cover song 
of something, but I didn't know, I didn't really register that it was Nine Inch Nails. I had never really been a fan of them. I don't think I even listened to any of their music until really until after college. And, um, and oddly my dad was super into nine inch nails and you just I, mean it, his actual fingernails though. Well, yeah, well, yeah, Ugh. but, um, no, my dad was actually into nine inch nails and I was, which is really weird, Pat, because my dad is like, he doesn't get rap for example, and he doesn't, um, he, he listens to a lot of like hard bop and jazz, that kind of stuff. So for him to be into Nine Inch Nails was just bizarre. <laughs> and so I was kind of just like, ugh, that's weird. Dad music com- compounded with other weirdness. I'm avoiding this. So I like, I actually really like both versions. Um, and I think they're both, uh, they hit at the pain in different ways. And I I love what Cash does with it. I think it's it's so mournful um, and really really beautiful, and it's totally Johnny Cash. And then I also really love the original. It's heartbreaking and it's it's awesome with all the production on it. So I I like both pretty much equally. I think. Oh, see, I I vastly I, prefer the Johnny Cash version because um, I think. I think Johnny Cash makes Trent Reznor sound like a poser when you hear Johnny Cash's version. I, I believe Johnny Cash when he's singing it. Uh, when I hear the Nine Inch Nails version, I think of like some poor, rich uh, goth kid, you know, in the suburbs. Yeah, I, I, I hear the Nine Inch Nails version. I, I don't feel any substance. It's just kind of there, and it doesn't ever need to be heard again. But the Johnny Cash version, it's just, it's like a, it's a, a punch right to the throat. I, I hurt for him. I hurt because of him. Everything about that song is so sad when he sings it. And when it, when it's now, it's just like, it's there. Who cares? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I had actually, I had the Nine Inch Nails album uh, when it came out. And uh, I had totally forgotten about that song uh, until Johnny Cash released it. And I was like, oh, yeah. How does that original go again? Like, it made no impression on me uh, at the time. I mean, it is, if all that existed was the Nine Inch Nails version, I, I could see that, you know, it does, it is about pain, obviously, and, and he's kind of going for a minimalist, uh, epic thing, but, but jo- I think Johnny Cash is the one who achieves everything he was going for, uh, and I think Trent Reznor kind of fails at what he was going for in his version, so. You might, yeah, I, I can see why you would say that, because I actually did not end up listening to them back-to-back this week, <laughs> Uh, with um, I, I listened to like the, the Johnny Cash version, always like thirty minutes behind the uh, Nine Inch Nails version, and um, but I do kind of see what you mean with uh, the posery aspect, because when Johnny Cash sings it, he's at the end of his life. You know, he's an old, old addict who made a lot, a lot of like horrible <laughs> decisions in his life, and so it does ring more true i guess i just felt it was more of uh two sides of the same coin like a a young person who thinks he's a badass and thinks he knows hurt singing it and then someone else older um kind of like a refrain almost did you guys see the video that johnny uh and uh was sounded like a dog barking i think that was johnny cash the ghost of johnny cash thank you for praising me (laughs) Hi, Johnny. 
Um, did you see that, Pat? I I think so. Back way back when, yeah. It's uh, it's amazing. It's got June Carter Cash in it. It's it's really, really, it's really beautiful. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, Johnny Cash. It was a song that was basically written for him to do because he he did with it what should have been done with it in the first place. That's the way I see it. Uh, ah. And yeah, I don't know. Interesting. You can't you can't argue with Johnny Cash, man. Nope. Uh, so let's play it. Uh, Hurt. pick uh between the bars and this is another story pick i i i was at this really crazy restaurant one time and it was there was a place that had couches i've never been in a restaurant with couches like really comfortable couches little pillows and the the cd was playing and uh the madeline i don't know how to pronounce her last name perot version of between the bars came on and i kind of recognized the song but i couldn't figure out what it was and the entire meal, it was like stewing on it. And it was like two weeks later, I realized, hey, that's Elliot Smith. So that's how I experienced the between, the Madeline uh, Perot version of Between the Bars, which is wonderful. And I think it's her own voice and it's her own really good song in its own right, but it's not as good as Elliot Smith. Yeah, obviously I was familiar with the Elliot Smith version from Either Or. Um, and 
I hadn't heard this until you uh, you picked it as one of your choices. Um, and I still prefer the Elliott Smith version. I, I don't know. There's something a little. I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to be negative with this uh, kind of almost lounge jazzy about her version of it, um, which is not not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, I, I just like the way the it worked originally in his hands and um, what she does with it's kind of uh, it's nice and pleasant. Um, but there's there's not I, I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's nice. It's nice enough, but I prefer the Elliot Smith. I yes, yes. Um, I actually don't know any of this woman's other songs um, at all. Um, I I did like that the opening of when when I first heard the opening, I kind of wasn't paying attention to my playlist, and uh, I heard the opening. And I was like, is this a is this a Tom Waits song? Why is there a Tom Waits song on here? And then it, and you know, then it, it got into her version of Between the Bars, and um, I thought, yeah, I actually, I liked, I liked her take on it. Um, kind of reminded me of like, I don't know, like going to a circus at night and and something. I don't know. There was something kind of surreal about the music. It was, it was meant to sound kind of wind chimey and maybe something's going on but um i did like it i do prefer the elliot smith version but i i liked what she did with it yeah i i don't know i guess it's uh i i think the thing about it to me is that uh it's it's just very a, a little overly pleasant for me uh that her i mean i don't know i don't there's not I, much... I, I I thought her voice was a little it was I didn't find it overly like especially pleasant like well, noise, I, don't know. I mean her it was voice pleasant. is nice and and the music is all very maybe pleasant is not the word uh tasteful very tasteful oh and you don't okay yeah I, I guess I can hear that maybe overly tasteful for my liking um but but as I said I knew or she Elliot... wasn't screaming right exactly uh, is one of you guys using a vibrator or something? Jesus. And by one of you, I mean Pat. Now the Guilty. sound. What'd you say? <laughs> Guilty. Hey, it... Guilty. <laughs> Wait, is there, are you hearing something? I'm hearing it. Oh, kind of, weird. It stopped, it stopped now, but it was like, like something's brushing up against paper. What like oh, that was my Kindle. It fell down. I didn't think you guys noticed. No, no, I'm hearing <laughs> it again now. It's uh, maybe it's just on my end. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe it's my appendix bursting. Um, oh yeah. no! That yeah. usually comes with the sweet uh, feeling of satisfaction and uh, the smell of toast. No, that's a stroke. No, that's a stroke. Um, yeah. So very tasteful, I guess, is is my complaint about it. You think? It, the tastefulness mixed with the production? Maybe, yeah. I mean, and it's very, like I said, it's very nice sounding. Um, maybe just a little too nice sounding for me. Um, but, you know, and I was, I, I'm so used to the Elliott Smith version too that it's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard to get outside of that. But uh, we'll, let, we'll let people decide. Uh, here is Between the Bars. Drink up, baby, stay up all night 
And we are up to our last motherfucking song. Motherfucking song. Mofo song. Woo! That was some good improv right there. That I I'm really proud of you guys. Yeah, you should do that as a as an improv trick where everybody just says the same thing over and over. Uh, that that would be. But you know, that in, in improv. <laughs> what's that? You do a lot of that in improv, especially improv singing. Oh, do you do? But you do you do stuff like. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Is that the Who's kind of... that? Yeah. See, we already <laughs> got it down. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe not as much as I thought. Um, the last song was my pick. Uh, a cover going way back to 1933. Actually, 32, the dude who wrote it, uh, I think, recorded it with his orchestra uh, and, and some singer. and uh, But then it was a hit. The next year in 1933 for Bing Crosby, uh, Try a Little Tenderness. And uh, the version I picked for the cover was the uh, Otis Redding version live at the Monterey Pop Festival. So uh, it's cool to hear the Bing Crosby version um, because, uh, it, I, it, you know, it's a nice uh, it's a nice big band crooner song. Uh very pleasant, you know. It's got it's got a, a melody you can hum along, but uh, it's well, interesting that it's Bing Crosby before, but before he sounds like Bing Crosby. The before he sounds like Bing. Well, and when you say sounds like Bing Crosby, you're talking about the uh, the Warner Brothers cartoons, like uh, mocking of him. Is yeah. that right? right yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the only way I even knew Bing Crosby really was from uh, cartoons. Oh, you never saw Little Drummer Boy? Oh, him and uh, David Bowie? I did see that. Uh, David Bowie blew him away. I know Bing Crosby uh, liked to uh, beat his kids. So yeah, Supposedly. I, I guess this, uh, this title is he, a little ironic. He's not allowed ironic. to defend himself. <laughs> yeah. He never actually tried. 
He just went straight to the non-tenderness. It worked better. Yeah, try a little tenderness, but when that doesn't work... Don't rely on it. Don't No, no. along with a wink. A horrible, horrible wink. A horrible, hideous, hateful, mean-spirited wink. A wink that yeah. made his sons run very, very far away. Oh. Wait, wasn't his daughter on uh, Next Generation? I thought that was his granddaughter. Yeah, maybe it was his granddaughter. Well, I imagine he probably uh, slapped her around a little too for good measure. Well, he beat the the son so hard that went went to the next generation. Oh yeah, it, which was funny because she was in her actually in her mother's womb, but but he beat the son so hard that that uh, it reverberated exactly. in utero in a completely different person unrelated to the family. So uh, I think we're done with that uh, train. Um, but I, yeah, I picked the uh, the Otis Redding live at Monterey, which is, in my opinion, the best live version of any song that ever existed. Uh, I mean, it, it's obviously it's, he's not singing in a crooning style. Otis Redding didn't croon. Uh, he kind of shouted and cajoled and and did everything he could to uh, to make you feel it. Uh, and and. In my opinion, you can feel it uh, in this version, and even you can even hear the uh, stoned-out hippies in the audience start to go batshit for him uh, towards the end of this song. Um, I, I think it's this is one of the greatest recordings ever. Uh, but what do you guys think? Yeah, it's a classic. The Otis Redding song—it's just awesome. I don't think I have much to add. <laughs> I was very surprised that there was an original because I thought that was the first time not, not that he sang it but i thought that was his song because he owns it so much and it is a lot different but yeah it's, it's it's fun yeah it's um i actually had never heard either one i hadn't heard the bing version before and i hadn't heard the otis version oh and shit. So, yeah i was i was like why is bing crosby on here <laughs> I, I don't understand and then I was like, oh, Otis Redding, I always love you. And then, yeah, I um, the Bing song was fine. You know, it was pretty Bing. It was, you know, doing his thing. But um, what I loved about the Try a Little Tenderness is I'm usually not a big fan of live songs and listening to them later. Like, there's too much background noise and, you know, it's just not as good. But this one was such an exception. Like... I loved hearing the audience members just, like, lose their shit. And um, it was just... And you can so you can see why they lose their shit, too, when you listen to yeah. it, I mean. It's a sexy song. I can imagine people, like, fainting. It's awesome. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best... One of the best songs ever. And uh, if you're making... Uh, if you make mixed CDs for people, a good song to put... Uh, Near the end, I'd say best last song, in my opinion, uh, Tonight We Fly by The Divine Comedy, who does our theme song, so you should go buy all his albums. Um, but, all right, here, here's the order of last three. You can do uh, Try a Little Tenderness Live, and then uh, Night Swimming by R.E.M., and then Tonight We Fly by The Divine Comedy. Ooh, that's good. I'm going to yeah. steal that. That's from me to you, people. Uh, start it off with uh, Untidy Towns by The Luxmiths, and then you're on your own after that, but. Anyway, John's mix CD. Was that a message to the 90s? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know why we <laughs> call it mix CDs. You know, mix uh, MP3 lists. I don't know what you call them anymore. Look, there's a tiny backpack and Claire Danes in there. 
What? More than 90. <laughs> Hello? Oh, I got it. I just wanted to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I truly do. Because Claire Flat Danes... Bracelets? Flat bracelets? You could have picked somebody who wasn't still on TV. Like nah. a, a kid from Boy Meets World or something. Meow. Oh. The kid, Adam Scott? What? Adam... No, not Adam Scott. Uh... Fred Savage's brother. Oh, and Savage? Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage? Yeah, you're oh. both right. John Savage from The Deer Hunter? <laughs> Let's keep going. Jessica Savage? Oh, not, see, now you ruined it. I brought it, it all down. Yeah. Pat... Savage. What did you just say? I, 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 I ran I didn't, out No, of I honestly didn't hear you. I didn't either. <laughs> I thought you said Savage Fish. I said savage, savage. <laughs> I'm sorry, I made you repeat it. Thank you. You could have said savage garden. Okay. Uh, I was confused with what's the other one, the one that's good. What? The savage is good? No, no, savage, there's savage garden. And then there's the one that I always confuse it with. I really want you guys to tell me what I personally confuse. Wait, no, you're thinking, <laughs> you're thinking, I'll tell you exactly what you're thinking of. Soundgarden, yes. Wait, Soundgarden's not good. I uh, know, and I always get them confused with Savage Garden. Wait, but Savage Garden's not good either, are they? I don't even I don't know. Do they both suck? I think so. I, You know, here's what I think you, you mix up all the time for reasons I don't understand. Soul Asylum and Crowded House. Yes. I don't, I don't get that, but I do confuse Soul Asylum with someone. I don't remember who. Well, she doesn't do it because of the sound. They sound alike. It's just the the, the names, I think. The names? Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, I get confused with which one's uh, Led Zeppelin and which one's Frank Zappa, and I don't know why. <laughs> they are so different. And, well, for one thing, Led Zeppelin's not a person. Um, he is a nor person. Nor is Frank Zappa. Zeppelin. Uh, well, hey, uh... You know what? We, I, we didn't. Sorry, we didn't stop. I'll play a little bit of the Bing Crosby version here, and I'm gonna throw the the full Otis Redding one at the end. So here's a little uh, here's a little uh, child beater for y'all. She may be weary. Women do get weary wearing the same shabby dress. And when she's weary, try a little tenderness. You know she's waiting, just anticipating things she may never possess. While she's without them, try a little tenderness. It's not just sentimental, she has her grief. All right, now we are officially done with the music portion, so... uh got more things I get confused about. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know how long you have, Mia, but uh, that, that could be quite a long list. Yeah, it's going to be about an hour. So. You win it? To win it, Pat? I don't, I don't think I have many saved up. Okay. Oh, no. She's talking simply just about things she gets confused about, Pat. Right. I don't know. Do you, do you get confused the difference between a minute and an hour? Because yeah. then I could win. Yes, we're oh, done. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm finished. That's what she Hi, said. <laughs> yeah. Literally, 
damn, that's the second time I've said that's what she said on this podcast, Pat. I think somebody's going to revoke our, our license if I do it once more. Which license are they revoking? Uh, are we going to we still have a podcast, but we'll have I, to put it in a section other than comedy? No, I just meant my license to practice medicine in uh, New Hampshire. Oh, do you get 47% of your diagnostic uh, uh, treaties right? Treaties? My diagnostic treaties <laughs> with France and Luxembourg. You guys, I heard this this, this statistic that um, doctors who are specialists diagnose people 47% wrong most of the time. I don't remember where I heard it, though. It's probably true. Oh, my God. No matter where you heard it. Because have oh, you met I... doctors? I don't know what they're doing. Come on. It was also good, not just the 47%, but the fact that you specifically said specialist, not general practice. Specialist. Well, that's exactly how you fool people into thinking you know what you're talking about. Get specific. And uh, just Are you saying pompous. that's how doctors do it? Because they're getting it wrong 47% of the time? Do you? Let me ask you this. Do you think in the history of medicine... There's ever been any point for a doctor sticking his finger up your ass? No. They're just doing that to have a, a laugh. That's a, that's totally at your expense. They're like they're gonna let what's they're gonna let us do this to him. He's gonna let us do it because I'm a doctor. I'm wearing a white coat. Here's a finger up your ass, Sonny. There's your lollipop. That, that guy at the bar. I, I mean, there's your lollipop stuck up. Your wasn't ass a doctor? They find Is that it. what you're saying? I'm sick of this conversation. I am too. <laughs> we got an hour left, though. According oh, that's to my true. <laughs> Isn't it 57 minutes? Which, according which to is me, three days. This is a. This has been a fun show. I think it worked out well with a guest for the first time. I hope so. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was very fun. It's nice not to just have two white guys talking, but you know, two white guys and a white woman. Yeah, that's right diversity <laughs> uh yeah anybody got anything they want to uh they want to go out on how about we all sing sleepwalking as we end i don't that think sounds... I, I don't think i can do it. Oh. it it i thought we're all just gonna sing sleepwalking because i don't know the actual song yeah i'll just sing sleepwalking over and over i'll carry us home okay one two <laughs> three Sleepwalking. 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 Walking in our sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. We be walking. We be walking, yeah. In our sleep. Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking. I feel like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. We're sleepwalking. All right, everybody, I think that's uh, good enough for this week. <laughs> and when I say good enough, I mean completely horrible. Oh, yay. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, Thanks for coming for, on. It was yes. such a good idea. It, it, it was yes. a lot of fun. It was great. Awesome. Uh, you'll have to come on again sometime and, and give us uh, more improv tricks that we don't need, obviously. But No, I know. You guys are geniuses. But I'll, I'll try and think of something for your advanced brains. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, then, until next time, everybody, uh, goodbye. 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 This is a song that I want to dedicate to all the miniskirts. You know, 
Song goes something like this. My favorite. I dig. Oh, she may be weary. Them young girls, they do get weary. Wearing that same old miniskirt dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she gets weary, you try. Your little tenderness, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, uh -huh. I know she's waiting, just anticipating for things that you'll never, never, never possess. No, no, no. But while she's there waiting, try just a little bit of tenderness. That's all you got to do. Now it might be a little bit sentimental, no. But she has her griefs and care. Yeah, 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 yeah. The soft words, they are spoke so gentle, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes it easy, easier to bear. Oh, she won't regret it, no, no. And young girls, they don't forget it. Love is their whole happiness, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all so easy. All you got to do is try, try a little tenderness, yeah. Damn it, huh? All you got to do is know how to love her. You got to hold her, squeeze her, never leave her. Now get to her, got to, got to, to try a little tenderness, yeah. All hammers and knives. All you got to do is take my advice. You got to hold her, don't squeeze her, never leave her. You got to hold her and love her so you got to try. Dinner, a little dinner, a little dinner, you got the, got the, got the, you got the, 
Thank you so much. Yeah. Right now. Thank you so much.